Hello. Hello. All right. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Long time no speak. <laughs> Welcome to my bench. How? What a beautiful bench it is. Right. Well, cards on the table, people. I haven't been to London um, for a week or so. What? What? Oh, strange. Sometimes on the on the roster, you end up going to Hollyhead lots of times. So um, I'm next in London on Saturday. So. Fingers crossed. I might Watch get... out, London people. Who's oh. coming for you? So, um, my brother from another mother has uh, said he'll come on and just get some content out there. Because I didn't, while I was doing all my beta episodes, I didn't interview you. Uh, so, I'm going to interview you now. So, you've seen the questions. Uh, yeah, I've seen them, yeah. Uh, you won't be able to remember them because it was a few days ago. So it'll all be new. You're not committed to answer anything you're not happy with, so you can just say move on, because uh, I don't want to get you into trouble or anything with anyone. So, what is your name? Hi, my name is Stuart Hendry Miller. My Miyamo. I have a strange middle name, Hendry. Is that after Colin Hendry? <laughs> no, Stephen Hendry, the snooker player. Oh, well, he's no. Bought. My, my old fella was a proper jock from Glasgow, and it, it's their thing in Scotland. And now let me get this right. I think you give your son your grandmother's maiden name. So my grandmother might have been called Aggie Hendry. You know uh, what I mean? So right, it's some okay. sort of tradition like that. So I got the middle name Hendry. Did you carry on that tradition? No. My son got my name off, not, not through my. Yeah. Ego, just Michelle wanted to give Matthew Stewart Miller. Well, that's a popular thing that the dads do, don't they? Yeah, but then I felt guilty because Rebecca didn't get Rebecca Michelle Miller. <laughs> Rebecca got Rebecca Louise Miller, so I felt dead bad then. That... <laughs> well, who's Louise in that? Well, I pushed for Louise because... <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> don't say it. I've got to, it's out there now. Oh, go on. Because, do you remember Eternal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, Louise, oh. Louise Nerding no. <laughs> was Michelle smacked off her head on painkillers when she agreed to no. that well I didn't mention Louise I didn't say oh because Louise Nerding is really fit <laughs> Does, doesn't Rebecca Louise go well and to oh. be fair I didn't, I didn't choose Louise because of Louise Nerding or Redknapp it's because I just, <laughs> I just thought that name came into my head and I thought, Rebecca Louise, that does go nice. But yeah, the reason that Louise came into my head was because of Louise Redknapp. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry. So it's out there now. Sorry, Rebecca. There's another Michelle. podcast bombshell you've just heard. <laughs> Dad! So, Mr Miller, where are you from? I am from a little town in the Wirral called Brombra. Brombra, as I say. Uh, or as Roy, uh, Roy Hodgson would say, we've got to go through Barumbara. Born and bred. There used to be a little uh, maternity hospital just down the road in Brombra. I was Did born that? there. Yeah. Heathfield, Heathfield Hospital. What is it now? Just houses or something? It's flats, yeah. That is... Oh, so was the, build, the hospital building's being knocked down? Yeah, it was a maternity hospital. The whole thing's been flattened. So and houses so, and flats uh, and put on it. Okay. 
that's that's weird. That. So apart from two or three years where we moved to the next town across New Ferry, and then we came back to Bromber. So apart from two or three years, I've lived in Bromber all of my forty-seven years. Nearly 50. So, no. you'll have to use your imagination. Why are you sitting on this bench today? Uh, oh, use my imagination. Right. Okay, so I work on Virgin Trains. And every now and again, I'm on a job where I get an hour or two to sit in London while I wait for my return train. So, I've come for a little walk. And I just saw this beautiful-looking bench with a gorgeous-looking man sat on it. I just thought, oh, I'd have a little sit down and have a little rest. And then you started talking to me. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. And that's, that's what might happen. You know, there might be virgin people um, who I work with, or there might be people from all over the world. The world. We'll Um, never know. What was the last movie you've watched? Cinema, TV, anything. The last film from start to finish. Laurel and Hard. Ollie and Laurel. Ah, right. Okay. Well, Dolan seen this and said it was absolutely amazing. So stunning. Was it? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the past three films we've been in the cinema to watch, I'm going to sound like you now, are the three best films I've ever seen. Oh, you (laughs) have No, I mean, the last three, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Queen Thing, superb. Um, A Star is Born, Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper. Best film I've seen for a long time. Soundtrack's amazing. And then Long and Hardy. Bradley thing. Cooper off the chase. No, Bradley Cooper the off the hangover. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a great singer, Brad. I'm sure, he's uh, got an album out. So what was so good yes. about it? What all right, what is Laurel and Hardy about? Right, so I put it on my Facebook. Because I whenever I go to the cinema, I always have to give a little uh, synopsis and what I think of it. And I summed it up. Quite simply, it's a love story between the two of them. You oh. get to learn about their relationship. It was it sort of like started. You, you saw clips of the beginning of the career, but the main story was when they were sort of like coming to the end of the career. There was they had um, a contract dispute, and uh, for some reason, Oliver had a longer contract than Stan, so Stan was fighting for a better contract. But the the like the executives were saying, well, you, you're nothing without Oliver, so we can give you the sort of contract we want. And Stan said, no, 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 no I'm I'm off then. Are you coming, Ollie? And Ollie goes, oh, well, actually, uh, I think I'll stay. So there was a bit of uh, animosity there, and he fell out. And Oliver Hardy did his own film that I didn't know about. He was in a film on his own, and it's sort of like how they came back together. They came did an England tour. They weren't very popular in America anymore. They'd fallen off the chart. But they were still massive in England, so they came to the tour in England to try and restart the career. And it's it was a great story. It was a love story, as I say. It's just them falling back in love with each other. Have you seen that footage of them from the 60s? Just before. You can go and find it on YouTube. Lola Nardi, 1960s. And it's home video, basically. Yeah. And um, Oliver has lost a load of weight. Uh, and is in Ill, Ill health, like and Stan, yeah, yeah. Stan has like got no air left, and and they do their little thing with the ties and that, and it, it's it's amazing just seeing these two people as old people because you never yeah. see them as old people. 
Weird. Yeah, it's strange because like Stan started in Vaudeville and he actually worked for Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. And then they Oliver Stan and Laurie were they were the, the main ones and then Charlie Chaplin came and overtook them and Charlie Chaplin was on massive money and that's what Stan was trying to say to the directors and you know the studio execs, we want to be on the same money as him. But uh as I say, Ollie did a bit of the dirty on him and Stan walked and Ollie stayed. Is uh, Charlie Chaplin in the film, or is he referenced? No, he's, he's referenced, but he's not in it. All right. <coughs> so, um, bit of a pointless one, this, but what's your sports team of choice? And it's only pointless because we all know. <laughs> uh, I'm quite a big Liverpool fan. Only, <laughs> only an armchair fan, I'm afraid, before anybody says, I, don't, I can't afford to go to games. I've got two kids, I've got a mortgage. Um, going to game now, I'm afraid I've been outpriced from going to game. Yeah, I'm maybe, maybe I'd love to say I go to one or two games a season, but even that's dwindled away to maybe one every two seasons now. Yeah, it's just I don't know, and I, again, not judging, but I don't know how these people do it who go home and away and they've got kids. I mean, it's just. It, you find the money to do whatever you want. You know, he'll, they'll be like, well, I don't know. You find the money to uh, go to Florida or, or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, to, to, and they go to Europe and see the Reds abroad as well. It must cost an absolute fortune. Yeah, I mean, in my childhood, went to every home game was with a little group of mates. And me, like, my dad started taking me. My majority of my friends were Everton fans. So, more often than not, I would go and watch Everton but I was a Liverpool fan. And then I'd only go to Liverpool if a few of them would agree to come with me, which more often than not they didn't. Oh, I'm not going to Anfield, though, we're in heaven. But I yeah. used to like, just go and watch football, so I'd go with them to Goodison. And then I'd go and watch Liverpool in the 80s with me, half fellow when he'd take me. So, but as the years have gone on, as I say, money's not there to do it. So, who was the last person you swore at? Slash got angry with, and why? Let me think. See, I should have, uh, should have had the, the questions <coughs> in front of me. I pulled this on you dead quick, didn't I? Probably, probably Michelle last night <laughs> when you were booking your holiday. When we were booking the holiday, yeah. I want to go to Lanzarote. Yeah. Yeah, she, um, as I was saying before to Craig, we were up till like half two last night because I'd said, we're not going to bed until we found this holiday because it's been going on for a week now. <laughs> the next question. Are you ready? Oh, go on, go on. Well, do you know what oh, you said? the holiday one? Yeah, do you know what you said to her? Just a frig off or whatever? Oh, you would have been an alpha foxy, something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you booked a holiday this year? Oh! <laughs> and where did oh, you go last year? Enough. <laughs> yeah, we've um, just booked a holiday to Portugal over there. Uh, nice little four-star, all-inclusive. And then we've got a little uh, a little something going on in September. And we're going to, uh, with all the boys, a couple of girls, to uh, a little place called Orlando to see Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. So it's set up. Me and Craig are going along with... My daughter, who will be 18th, it's her 18th birthday present. And her friend is coming along, Faye. 
and some of the boys and girls from the Diz After Dark podcast, and also meeting up with some uh, listeners, aren't we? Yeah, yep, yep. It's going to be. We don't. Yeah, it's going to. It is going to be wonderful. Um, You don't know how it's going to pan out until you get there, really. But just being there, just having that sun on your back. Oh, just can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be a good laugh. We're doing the VIP tour, aren't we, down the Halloween Horror Nights? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, um, next question. Do you believe in God? I don't know. I really, this is a tough one. When I saw this on your list when you first put it out, I thought, how would I answer this? Because I really don't know. When I'm in times of need or I do sort of like say a little thing in my head, oh, come on, God, fucking help me out or whatever. So I suppose I must believe there's something. Well, I really don't know. Well, this is this is what I, I said on on when I was talking to Nick, I think it was, or Simon, it might have been. Um, God isn't religion. Religion is a man-made thing. Yeah. To, uh, as a way of controlling populations. Um, God, or whatever the essence is, or whatever the afterlife is, is something else altogether. But... Yeah, so if that is a hard one, uh, I, go on. I don't not believe, and I don't. I wouldn't say I do solidly believe. I don't. You know, I sit and watch. <laughs> I sit and watch the movies, the you know, the Jesus and all Moses and all that. I, I love them movies. It's not because of the movie; it's just like the story. And but uh, I don't know. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. Just a been, cup oh, of tea. Just been asked if I want a cup of tea. Oh, nice. that's love that. Um, what is your job? Um, well, I pour tea and coffee for a living. <laughs> I work on Virgin Trains as a customer service assistant in first class. Or sometimes I work in standard class in the shop. And uh, it's a lovely job. Every to London every day. Sometimes twice a day. And that's that's the amazing thing is shut up, Alexa. That's an amazing thing. When you say to people, "I've been to London today," to go in one day, yeah, well, <laughs> you go be twice. <laughs> you sometimes will go twice. Yeah, um, and that people think because you're going to London, you've got to take a suitcase and and stay <laughs> in a hotel overnight. Or strange, it is strange. But, yeah. but I mean, I did catering as well. Every day is. Every day is the same, but every day is different. Yeah, yeah. Every every time you talk to someone, it's obviously you talk to somebody different, so they've got their own story. I mean, we are encouraged as Virgin staff to, um, you know, to engage with the customer. So you do you do stand and have a little chat with somebody, or you know, you, you're enforced to do this. Not enforced, but encouraged to do this, and uh, obviously when you're dealing with the first-class punters in the morning, you've got the business people who are off to work who basically just want to be left alone. Give me my cup of tea, give me my breakfast, and leave me alone. And I, that's always amazed me, um, the, the business people. You know, they're commuting yeah. two hours every day, four hours to get back. And they might the same people might do it five days a week. Yeah, yeah. You know, that is amazing. That's, that's amazing. It burns me head out. Right, right. Last question: Has your life turned out as you expected? 
<sighs> How's it turned as I expect it? It's a deep question there. Well, I mean, my wife and kids are probably going to listen to this, so I can't say no. <laughs> yeah, there was this dead fifth <laughs> age, and I was going to be a footballer and live on the moon. <laughs> well, from the age of 16, it was I always just wanted the one job, which was to be an RAF dog handler, RAF police dog handler. And I wasn't allowed to sit my test till 17 and a half. So for a year and a half, coming up maybe two years, that was all that was in my head. I'm going to be a dog handler. I'm going to be a dog handler. I went to the RAF Careers Centre in London Road in Liverpool. When I sat the test, which was split into three, English, Math, Science. And uh, sat for my results afterwards. They came out, the guy came out and goes, OK, you haven't qualified for a dog handler because you needed above average on English, maths and science and you're only above English. You're only above average on your yeah, maths and science, only average on English, which is a kick in the gut because English was my best subject. So he said, but here's a list of jobs you can do. And there was a list of maybe 30 jobs that I could have ticked one of the boxes there and then I'd have been in the RAF. I said, no, no, I'll come back in a year and sit the test again because I was, I was determined that was what I was going to do. And in that year, I got a little job working as a butcher. Well, not, you know, as a, I became a butcher afterwards, working in the Quick Save Coleman's butchers, um, just slicing up livers and hearts. And then he saw something yeah. in me. <laughs> He's a boss slicer, him lad. The manager must have saw something in me. He said, uh, "You know, half, probably half a bag of hearts. We, put through, we want to put you through college if you're interested." <laughs> so um, the wages I'd be on. I just thought, well, you know, why not? And then that, that picking up £150 a week or whatever it was, that's like to a 17-year-old, oh, my God, why do anything else? I'm happy. Yeah. So I never, ever went back to the RDF. Life gets in the way, doesn't it? Were you, so that's, were you, that's probably Michelle, the regret. Were you with Michelle at that point when you went to no. the RDF? No, not when I went to the RDF. I met Michelle afterwards. Probably about, probably just before we turned 18, I started seeing Michelle properly. Right, okay. And I've been with her ever since. So, but that's probably my biggest regret that I didn't carry up, didn't go back a year later to sit my test again. But if I had it done, would I have met Michelle? Would I have had the kids I had? So, obviously, not. So, I can't say no, I'm not happy with what's happened. But, I mean, if you would have ticked with any box, you might have gone on to have an illustrious career in the RAF, and we wouldn't be sitting here now. Because it's, exactly, yeah. It's all sliding doors. I keep saying this at yeah. the end of every interview. You're sitting here now because of decisions and circumstances, because life does get in the way. So if the butchers hadn't worked out for you, you might have gone back and sat that exam. Yeah. And you you just wouldn't be here now. Just wouldn't wouldn't have met Michelle. Wouldn't have gone to Lanzarote with Michelle. Wouldn't have met you and Kerry. It's just damn, a damn, why didn't I go back? Why didn't I tick that box? <laughs> Could have been, well, that's I. I did. I didn't sit any tests for the RAF. It, no, I, I went to the Navy. I wanted to work in the Navy. Yeah. Right. So I went down to the careers office, the Navy careers office, or the Army careers office in town, and he said to me, uh, "Right, here's your qualifications that you've got. Your GCSEs. With what you've got, you can come in now. We'll sign you up now, and you will be peeling spuds." Yeah. Um, you've told us you're doing your A-levels because at the time I was doing the A-levels um, 
we're saying to you, finish your A-levels and you can come back and you can go in as an officer. Yeah. And I was like, eh, I don't want to peel spuds. And obviously, again, same as me, I didn't finish my A-levels. I got a YTS. I started on the railway and the rest is history. Same thing, just mental. Yeah. Absolutely mental. Yeah, it's crazy. If you'd have took that one decision, everything that's happened now wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So that concludes the interview. Um, well, that's so... good. I've got to go. I'm going to miss my train. Oh, God. Go ahead, then. <laughs> See you later, lad. So get off my bench. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. Hello? Says you connected. Can't hear you.